The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So thank you all for being here tonight and practicing together. This is always a delight. It's a delight both to be in happy hour and do the practices, and it's a delight to be with this group. So I I spent part of today and each Thursday for the past four weeks in a course that was entitled Brave Conversations. And it concerns ways, skillful ways, that people in organizations can listen deeply to each other, interact during conflict skillfully, and give constructive input. The course was held on Zoom, and it connected a very large number of participants from different parts of Canada, the U.S., and the world. It was such beautiful evidence to me of how many of us want to care for our relationships and find ways to communicate well, acknowledging and bridging our differences. Then just yesterday, I spent the day with other Dharma teachers and teacher trainees who were exploring our connections with nature and mindfulness practice. So this week has really been lively with the many ways that we human beings connect with each other and the ways we're interconnected on the planet in both human-made and natural environments. Um, These experiences around our connection between between people and between ourselves and our environment um, also brought up awareness of um, the ways that we get disconnected as individuals and groups. And the factors that sometimes disconnect us make me particularly grateful for happy hour practices of loving kindness, compassion, sympathetic joy, equanimity. These practices actually, you know, I recognize actually bring us into connection, even when we're uh, experiencing times of loneliness or painful separation from other people, you know, if we're going through a conflict with someone or we're having a tough time um, with any relationship. Um, And times when we're uh, interconnected uh, and interdependent species, you know, we are in those connections, even in circumstances when we're alone, because of the way we're interconnected and interdependent as human beings. And with the planet and its its animals, plants, and resources. So I think of our social nature as humans accounts in part for, I was thinking about this too, accounts in part for the massive popularity of social media. Um, reality shows, mass media of all kinds, including our seemingly insatiable appetite for stories of all kinds. In novels, podcasts, on the news, Netflix, and movies. And if you spend a significant amount of time alone and noticed a tendency to turn on uh, the TV or the radio or read a lot, maybe you've seen this attraction in yourself to other human beings' stories. Um, maybe you've noticed we, we connect with people we've never met through our imagination, um, 
when we empathize with stories about people's lives uh, that we see on various media, or when we feel connected to authors or even YouTube speakers or bloggers who are sharing inspiring ideas. You know, so I think this accounts in, in part, too, for the success of Zoom. We get to be together even if we're sitting in our own homes all by ourselves. So I, these things are kind of um, amazing about us as, as a species. So I thought tonight could be dedicated to connection. The way the loving kindness practice provides us with connection, even if we're sitting in our space alone. Here we are together. So um, settling in and giving yourself time, connecting with your own body. your feelings, state of mind, connecting with any thinking that's going on, just the whole, every part of you, giving each part of you time. Or we can really connect completely with other people or beings. Even in nature, it's best if we spend some time caring for this body, this heart, and this mind. Noticing how you are and breathing, perhaps using the breath to help you connect. The breath can tell us how we are, just in its own way, how it is. Is it uh, long or short? Is it deep or shallow? And it's not so important how it is, it's just connecting with how are you by noticing the breathing. We can feel states of calm or maybe states of energy through the breath. We can care for ourselves with deliberate attention to breathing, appreciating the way we're nourished by each in-breath and get to release with each out-breath. Relaxing, perhaps softening or easing any tightness, 
bracing or tension with the out-breath. Releasing anything extra. that can be released. And allowing whatever remains just as it is. Breathing in and out of things just as they are in this body. As Nikki was practicing with you the other day, home, your home in your body. And perhaps feeling and sensing into anything your body might need from you right now. Simply receiving and acknowledging that. And if possible, if there's a small adjustment you can make to your posture that supports your body, doing so. Connecting with each part of you. Nothing left out. Doesn't matter whether the thing you're connecting with is feeling pleasant, feeling neutral, feeling unpleasant. Connecting with it all. With an attitude of receiving the information and allowing the space to be just as you are right now. And when you're ready, perhaps calling to mind a person, a living being, or even a feature in nature that brings you good feelings. Of connecting to yourself as a living being, perhaps of connections between you and another or between you and nature. Perhaps something or someone who provides or supports some feelings of peace or connection with beauty 
relaxation. Giving yourself plenty of time for anything to bubble up that helps you feel connected within and with something else or someone else. Sensing it and feeling it. Allowing yourself to see images of it or them. And if more than one option bubbles up, it's fine to pick one, just one of them, that feels good for you in this moment. And it can also be something in your imagination. A beach you enjoy, a meadow full of wildflowers, a lake, a mountain. If it's a place, it doesn't have to exist except in the imagination. If it's a person, it's better if it's a living person or a living creature. Feeling all the beautiful aspects, the connecting and heartening aspects connected with this. Ways you're supported. And beginning to incline the mind towards wishes of loving kindness. Whether it's a person, a being, or a place, may you be well and be cared for. May you be safe and free from harm or damage of any kind. Safe. May you be in harmony.
connected in a good way with the world around you, the creatures, the beings around you, the people. May you be peaceful. May you feel my care for you, my appreciation of you. May our connection be of support for both of us. We can also incline the mind towards both the person, being, or place you appreciate and yourself. May we be well. May we be cared for. In this very connection between us. May we be safe and free from harm or damage of any kind. May we be in harmony with each other.
May we be at peace with each other. Living with ease and peace. May you feel my care for you, and may I feel your care for me. May our connection be of support for both of us. And as we continue the meditation in silence, Feeling free to use these wishes, some of these wishes, or other wishes that come to your heart and mind in this connection.
And if the mind drifts away briefly or for a long time, be very kind and gentle in bringing it back to the feeling of connection that is strongest for you right now and sending kind wishes to both you and the person, being, or place with whom you feel connected.
And we now have time to connect with each other a bit in uh, breakout rooms. And we try for groups of three. Some of you might find yourself in groups of four. But it's a beautiful opportunity to be inspired by someone else or uh, be there for someone sharing a difficulty they're having or some kind of um, experience or question they have. And the idea is not to uh, offer advice or crosstalk or um, commentary on one another, but rather each person share from your own heart and share one short thing and then let the next person take a turn and so on. And uh, in doing so, uh, maybe we could start tonight with the first letter of your last name from A to Z. Um, so with that, we'll create these rooms. And giving me a second here to make sure I've got everything right. And here we go. Enjoy your 10 minutes. Welcome back, everyone. We now have uh, about 10 minutes, and um, your sharing is welcome. Any thoughts you have, any inspirations, challenges, questions, anything at all. And uh, you, if you're not visible, you can unmute yourself when you're ready to talk, or you can raise your hand when you're ready. Neil, please. So I picked I picked this pond, the pond that's behind me. Um, we walk past it. We take my dog there. Right. Uh, my dog's in the bottom left. I think it's blocked by my name. Um, I, I love this pond. It's gorgeous. I could not relate to it at all in the practice. After about 15 minutes, I like switched to a person. Um, I had never tried relating to like a place before with meta and, you know, right. Any sort of tips to make it like less, less difficult. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say I, I did, this is a creative practice. It's unusual. I, you won't hear it from maybe other people, but um like any of the meta practices we do, maybe some of you have noticed when you first started, certain people were tough to do it for, and you know you just didn't feel it, or um, or maybe you took to it right away. But I find that 
if I really start feeling how I feel in the place, I feel some appreciation, you know, that comes up over time, or maybe just sort of noticing all the senses. I was noticing the other day, you know, as I, as I look at things that I pass, I start to feel some kind of connectedness. Like I'm, I'm in Colorado, I'm walking past, you know, fields with prairie dogs that are chirping in alarm. And I'm like, wow, you know, they're, they're kind of scared. They, they're worried about me walking by, but I'm not going to harm them. So, you know, kind of may you be safe feelings. And then I walk past, you know, these enclosures, uh, one uh, sanctuary that has um, buffalo or bison. And um, I noticed there are signs on the fence, you know, keep away. And I've seen people up close to the fence and thought, wow, you know, those creatures are pretty powerful. And if they take, they don't take a liking to you. So, you know, there's, there's feelings of safety or, or lack of safety. And then there's, you know, feelings like, wow, you know, these are resources like this trail, this water. It's something that I actually start to feel some responsibility for. Like I live here, I'm, I'm near here. And what I do affects this waterway or affects this place you know, if I see, I, I used to walk, I walk up a hill and it's near, it was near a skateboard park before you get into the rolling hills. And there was always trash blown up against the fences. And I was like, wow, you know, yeah, it, it, this trash kind of affects the creatures here and affects the environment. So I, these are just some of my experiences that I'm sharing. And it, any of these things take, I think, can take time to nurture. So I'm sorry it didn't land for you right away, but hey, you know, obviously you love the place and that's maybe connection enough. I'll work at it. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. And you do, you're not obliged to work at it. Like I said, it's a little bit of a different kind of practice. It sounds like a nice thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting. I, I was uh, meditating with the ocean this evening and realizing it's so big and powerful. And the last time I was in the ocean, I was bashed around a bit. I was in a really rough place in Hawaii and I got smacked into a rock on the shore. <laughs> so I'm like, it's uh, kind of bigger than I am. So, <laughs> anyway, um, Amy, please go ahead. Now I'm really curious where in Hawaii, since that's where I am. Um, <laughs> you guess. Um so for me, yeah, resonated with it big time. Um, uh, I don't know, like part of the group probably has heard this before that I like, I uh, was hiking and I fell like in love with this tree. And so now when I was meditating, it was around the tree and other times it was also um, the sandbar that I know of that I can just like picture myself and I could, I could, it was a back and forth. Um, really connected with nature and then I thought of the moon how connected I feel with the moon and the sunset and it, it was just like there was those opportunities for all different pieces of nature for me to feel um, that bond um, that is so ripe with meta so um, thank you so much I'm glad that was pleasant for you and um, I, I always want to appreciate the range of experience in this group sometimes something it will be tough. Sometimes it won't land at all. Sometimes it'll be great. And all of that is welcome because it's all just noticing where our mind is, where our heart is, where we are on any particular evening. So thank you. 
Michael. I see you may be there twice. I don't know if you unmuted on purpose or not. Yikes. Did you, did, did I really like raise my hand? Sorry. Um, no, it just y- your picture is there and it's unmuted or a, p- a picture of a surfer is there. Oh, uh, sorry. That would <laughs> no, be me. That's nice. Thanks so for sharing. Are you that. in Colorado now or are you in Santa Cruz? I'm in Colorado. And you've been there like the whole month, right? You never came to Santa Cruz for the retreat? No, I was meditating here. That's what I thought for the benefit of all beings. Okay, deep bows. Thank you for your sweet channeling the Dharma. Thank you. Any questions, any uh, other uh, other experiences? You may have had a meditative experience tonight that had nothing to do with connection. And that is also welcome. What comes up in us, it comes up because of causes and conditions that precede the meditation often, years, <laughs> weeks, months. And so it's always uh, relevant, whatever you experience. Susan, would you like to share? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. I'm glad you said the last sentence that you said. I had a bit of a troublesome day, not a bad one, but things that brought up worries in my mind. And I just have to say, when I call in in the evening, it kind of washes away all that. And I realize what's really important and that, the power I have in me, not to sound bragging or anything, but it really helps me at the end of the day. I just wanted to say that. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And we we each have a capacity that can wake up on any particular evening or sometimes sometimes we're just in the challenge and we have to just hang on. But other times, you know, our mind finds that place that we can be that's it all settles down and that's really wonderful to land on and appreciate and feel especially at the end of the day thank you that's right well there's there's a long uh passage in a sutta that's rather lovely about how uh people who do metta in the evening sleep peacefully and you know are friends to all creatures and all these lovely things i'll bring it in sometime Great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And Serena, we have about one minute left. No problem. Okay, so I was think I was just wanted to have your take on if somebody's giving you um, difficulty, right? Mm, in, uh, you know, I did that tonight where I sent someone who's giving me difficulty. And... Uh, the metta for this person, a family member. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of wondering, it's like, I was thinking, is it like preemptive to do that? Is it like, um, uh, I might not feel it, but I feel like I, it's protected. I feel like I want protection. Uh-huh. I'm doing metta for this person because I want protection. Very good to acknowledge that, and I appreciate what you're saying. Um, we are working with our own heart, and it is it, in a, an amazing way. It is protective to offer kindness towards someone or compassion towards someone who presents difficulties for us, because there is a part. Maybe there's a part of their behavior that 
you know, most people would look at and say, yeah, that's difficult, all right, or their speech. But there's also what our mind is doing with it is also part of the difficulty, right? Maybe you've seen like, you've seen a little kid really acting out and one parent will be really reactive and upset with it. And another parent's like, relaxed, you know, kind of dealing with it. So it's in the mind of the parent in that situation, right? As in addition to objectively what the child's doing. So this practice is about cultivating this part of us that can go, oh, hey, I, my mind is what's really giving me the heartache right now. Yeah, that behavior is not my favorite behavior. What they said did not land very well, but this mind keeps making trouble from it. So I hope that's helpful to hear a little bit. Yeah, thank you. So, so yeah, I, what I get from what you're saying is that it's protective from me. <laughs> that's exactly it. There is some protection in there, depending on how, you, how it lands with you. There can be. Yeah. And also can protect us in a way from being, you know, being really reactive and kind of harsh back to stuff that's tough for us. So uh, wishing you all a lovely weekend, and I will see you again on Tuesday. Enjoy your practice. And you can unmute and say goodnight if you wish. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Liz. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, you well, Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.